This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Down 19, back to the 20-yard line at Cleveland. Shotgun snap. There's a four-man rush and a line drive throw caught by Kelsey at the 10 on the hash mark to five. Hurdles a defender, goes to the goal line. Touchdown! Travis Kelsey has just caught a 20-yard touchdown pass. A catch and run by the all-pro tight end for the Chiefs who extend their lead early second quarter, 12-3. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily here all day, previewing Super Bowl number 55 as we sit just two days away. Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker here. And uh, throughout the playoffs, we've been bringing in Matt Bowen with his terrific analysis at Matt Bowen 41, NFL writer and analyst over at ESPN. Been studying the film on these two teams for the last two weeks, uh, specifically putting the boys to work, shoveling all the snow so they, they stay out of his hair a little bit. Uh, Matt, let's start with the Chiefs offense versus this Bucks defense. You're Todd Bowles. You, you love to blitz. Well, Joe, I, I don't know how much they're going to blitz, I'll be honest. I mean, if you go back to the Week 12 game, uh, I have the number right here in front of me. You know, Tampa throughout the season had a blitz rate of 38.6, and that Week 12 game, that blitz rate dropped to 24.1%. And now I'm going to go back to the NFC Championship game where they sacked Aaron Rodgers five times. All five of those sacks came off of four-man rushes where they're playing coverage behind it. So do we see a situation because, and Ross can speak to this much better than I can, you have a depleted offensive front for Kansas City right now. You have to move Remmers over to the left side now that Eric Fisher is down. Tampa Bay has matchup advantages on the edge with Jason Pierre, Paul, and Shaq Barrett. I think they can isolate those matchups. They can use Sue and Bay inside to occupy two blockers, and then you get the one-on-ones outside, where I think they have those advantages to win on the edge. And if you can do that, and if you can squeeze Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, then you can play a little bit more coverage. And I don't think we're going to see single high coverage like we saw early in that Week 12 game when Tyreek Hill had a matchup advantage versus Carlton Davis. I think you're going to see quarters. I think you're going to see cover two early in the football game and trying to get home to Mahomes with four-man rush. Yeah, I mean, Matt, honestly, just to piggyback off of that, I, the, the recipe for success and to win for the Bucks is their D-line dominates. I, I, I think they'll blitz even less. I think it'll look a lot like the NFC Championship game. They need their front four to dominate a Chiefs offensive line that just got worse at three spots, has guys working extra – I mean – I, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure they'll blitz a couple times, just to keep them honest, but I don't envision very much blitz at all. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Ross. And, and the type of pressure they might bring is, you know, simulated pressure when they're really only rushing four, you know, because as we've talked about throughout the playoffs, uh, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I don't want to send five and six at Mahomes. I really don't. I think that puts you 
in a negative position, especially at the second and third level of your defense because Mahomes can see the blitz, he can move. The thing is, Ross, with that matchup advantage for the Tampa defensive line, I still think Mahomes is the game changer because of his movement traits, because of his elite second reaction ability. We know he's going to move. He moves and plays outside of structure when he doesn't have pressure. But especially in this game, I think that's something very critical to watch is in key game situations, third and seven to ten, inside the red zone, two-minute situations. Can Patrick Mahomes create plays outside of structure when he has to because the pass rush is getting home to him? And we've seen it countless times where he can take over a football game, extend plays, get outside the pocket, throw from any platform, and allow his wide receivers and tight end who are the best in the National Football League right now, to convert routes and get open and make themselves available at the second and third level. With this Kansas City offense, Matt, we know about what's happened in the playoffs with Kelsey and Tyreek, but what about some of the other guys? How do you think they're going to play it with the backfield? Is it going to be split like it was in the AFC Championship game? And maybe some sleeper options on the outside that are that are going to do something outside of their two main weapons. I think you have to look at me, Cole Harbin, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a key player in this football game because obviously Hardman is not a volume target. We all understand that. But you can manufacture touches for Hardman. Fly sweeps, jet sweeps, reverses, screens, shallow drive routes. And he can, he can make an impact in this game with four to five touches. I think it's a player to watch because they will scheme him to try to get him on the edge because Kansas City has the ability to stretch you horizontally as well as vertically because of their team speed. And with that misdirection, they add into it. We saw it in the playoffs in the game against Cleveland when they got Hardman loose on the, you know, the, the fly sweep. And they'll get numbers to the edge, and then that speed takes over. In terms of the backfield, you know, I, I think Kansas City is kind of like the old Patriots teams. When I mean the old Patriots teams, when they were at their best with Tom Brady and the skilled players around them, they can, they can attack you any way they wanted to. You know, if they want to go vertically, they can't. They want to throw the ball underneath, they can't. They want to use the running backs and the tight ends of the pass game, they will do that. And if they want to run the football, they will do that. All based on what they're getting in terms of the defensive look. We've seen a couple times this year, especially that Buffalo game earlier in the season when Kansas City said, no, we're going to run the football. You're going to play too deep. You're going to play your safeties off the ball. You're going to give us a light run front. They won't run the ball 40 times. Now, I don't think you're going to see that um, to that extent, but we could see a situation where Edward Solaire and Williams are getting a lot of volume, a lot of touches in the run game. And off of that, they can throw their RPOs. And RPOs, you guys know, are run-pass options. I think that's another part of this football game as well. If that pass rush is getting home, if those linebackers, White and David at the second level, are cutting off and taking great force angles to the football in the run game, now the RPO, RPOs come into play where you're throwing the quick glance roster to Tyreek Hill. You're throwing a quick arrow route, so it's like a quick flat ball to Travis Kelsey. You're getting the football out of Mahomes' hands. You're allowing your playmakers to create plays in space. Matt, uh, you, look, you played DB for seven years. You coach now. Uh, pretend you are Todd Bowles. Uh, tell me what coverages you're going to be in. I know you're going to change it up, but what what are you going to be primarily in? And is the focal point more Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey? Yeah, that's the tough part, Ross. <laughs> I was talking with somebody the other day. It's like, hey, who are you going to take away? Okay, let's take away Tyreek. What about Kelsey? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a really tough spot. But to answer your question, Ross, I think they're going to play more quarters. And quarters is four across. 
four across, you know, zone coverage, three guys underneath. But I think they'll play it differently because if you look at Kansas City, one of their staple formations is three by one with Kelsey aligned as the backside wide receiver, usually into the boundary. So what teams have done against Kansas City, what you saw in the second half in week 12 when Tampa got back into that football game, they played more of this. I call it quarters lock. And what you're doing is you are locking Kelsey to the backside. It becomes man coverage into the boundary against Travis Kelsey. What that allows you to do with that free safety, now you can push that free safety to the trip side of the formation. That's how you squeeze the verticals down the field. It almost becomes like a, like a bracket. It plays out like that at the end of the play because that safety is free to look for work. And if Tyreek Hill is pressing down the field on an over route or a deep seam, you can bracket that or cut that route. But when you do that, Ross, who's your matchup for Kelsey? That's always the question, right? You can limit this team vertically. There are ways to do that based on coverage, especially split safety coverage. But if you're going to lock the backside, who's it going to be? In the week 12, it was Sean Murphy Bunting because Dean was down with an injury. Maybe it's Murphy Bunting again. Maybe it's Carlton Davis. You know, Carlton Davis obviously had a rough time with Tyreek Hill in that week 12 game because he is a physical long corner, has to win at the line of scrimmage. He doesn't have the recovery speed to match Tyreek Hill. Not many players do. But against Travis Kelsey, I kind of like that matchup. I really like that matchup. Obviously, I'm not calling the defense. I don't get to make that decision. But I do think we'll see some quarters locked when they play man against Kelsey and try to funnel that free safety to the front side to limit them vertically because, you know, in a long way to answer your question, Ross, if, I, if we're giving up deep balls, we're not going to win the game. It's just that simple. If you're giving up explosive plays in this offense, forget about it. You're going home with a loss. So I'm going to try to limit those verticals down the field and try to win some matchups against Kelsey because I have to. All right. So, Matt, educate me on this, right? What about doubling Kelsey, doubling Tyreek? And I know you're manned up elsewhere, and I know you're short one in the run game, but I know there are certain coverages where you can double two guys. Any credence to that idea? You can do that. You can play man coverage and use almost like a two-man technique and use your safeties to just bracket, just follow them. You know, there was one play. Like, there's one play in that Week 12 game. One play. And I watched it the other day, and that's, they're doing exactly what you're talking about, Ross. It was a third down play. They had both of their safeties almost stacked on top of each other, waiting for Hill and Kelsey to release off the football, and they played man coverage underneath. So you can't do that. And then, you, like you said, you have to take your risk other places. But you have to do that, Ross. You have to. You have to, you have to tell your other guys, well, you got to win. You're not going to have any help. We have to, and I think that's more about a specific situation, Ross, like we were just talking about. Maybe it's third and two to six. Maybe it's inside the red zone. I would do it all the time in the red zone. But you have to tell your other guys, look, you got to win. You have to win your matchup. It's a Super Bowl. You have to win your matchup. We're not going to give you any help. You have to stop, you have to stop partnering on a vertical by yourself because we have to limit their key players because that's where Patrick Mahomes wants to go with the football. Uh, Joe, what about, or I'm sorry, Matt, what about on the other side when – the Bucks have the football. I was so impressed by their coverage, them being the Chiefs against the Bills. Do you expect a lot of pressure, a lot of blitzes? Well, if you go back to Week 12, Ross, their blitz rate against Brady was 47.6%. That's a pretty high number. They went after him. Uh, and they played zero man, too. And zero man is when you have no safety help over the top. You're sending everybody. You're just going after the quarterback and playing man coverage. Um I do think they'll pressure. I think they'll do it different ways. You'll get the man pressures, a single high and the zero pressure, 
Will they try to heat up the pocket versus Brady and bring second level blitzers? You'll get zone pressure, which is part of you know Spags's resume, and they'll get slot pressure. Lajarius Sneed has had a sack in each playoff games. They have ways to manipulate or create confusion in that protection count to get an unaccounted free runner to the quarterback, and they'll play quarters behind that. That's another staple of Spags' defense. They'll play quarters match behind it. So there's multiple ways they can get after the quarterback. And I, like we've talked about all playoffs, with that, you get a lot of late movement in disguise. If you were talking to someone about <clears throat> what the Chiefs are defensively under Spags, I would say they are man and zero man pressure along with zone pressure. They are cover two and two man, and they are late movement in disguise. And that, that's a surface look at what they are. Obviously, it goes a lot deeper, but that's really when you watch the film and you watch them on TV, that's what you see from this Chiefs defense. They love dime personnel. They want to spin the secondary late, try to muddy the looks for the quarterback, and they will heat you up. And also off of this, Ross, as you know better than me, Chris Jones has to play an impact role. When they do play cover two or they do play two-man, you can play two-man against Brady. You don't want to play two-man against Mahomes because he has the movement traits. But Brady's, if Brady pulls down the ball and run, that's a win for you on defense. So you're going to play two-man. You're not afraid of him breaking the pocket and running the football as much. But when you play those situations, can Chris Jones win the matchups against the offensive guards and really the center, too, in pass protection for Tampa? Because that's a matchup I want to watch. We know what Chris Jones did in the Super Bowl last year. He made impact plays. If he makes impact plays again, but that allows you now <clears throat> to say we can play some more coverage. We can spin late, try to muddy the looks against Brady and also get interior pressure, which we know you have to do against Tom Brady. Um. I, I guess the last thing, Matt, and I've got about 30 seconds for you here on this. It felt to me like earlier in the season, even in week 12, almost like Brady's receivers weren't as aware when they were hot as they should have been. Did you see the same thing? Like I It looked agree. like Brady could handle the blitz, but the receivers didn't know. I agree. <clears throat> there was a couple drops, too. Uh, and, and there's times against the Blitz, uh, Ross, like you're talking about, when Brady was on point. The ball was coming out. And look, Tom Brady's going to see things. We know that Tom Brady's going to identify a lot of these pressures pre-snap. And as the wide receiver, you have to know when you're high. You have to know where Brady's going to put the football. Whether he's going to put it on the back shoulder or front shoulder. But I agree with you. I agree with you 100% that he's going to see the Blitz, and they have to execute the route and the catch and the finish because Brady will see it and put it on point. There he is, Matt Bowen, does such a terrific job. Check him out on Twitter, at MattBowen41. You got to watch the NFL matchup show with my guy, Greg Cosell, Sunday morning. Thank you, Matt. All right, guys, thank you.